Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. It's Elizabeth K., your host of 50 Shades of K. And today's podcast is all about changing direction midlife. Some call it a midlife crisis. Some people call it a U-turn, including Dr. Nancy Irwin, who's a guest that I'm joined with right now on the phone. She's a primary therapist at Seasons Recovery Centers, also an author. And Dr. Nancy has a book out called U-Turn, Changing Direction in Midlife. Good morning, Dr. Nancy. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for having me back. Now, this podcast is very interesting to someone like myself because I am approaching 40. And for a lot of people, that's considered midlife. Uh, But a lot of my friends right now I'm noticing are going through these changes, whether they're professional changes like relocating out of state, going through a divorce, adopting children Mm -hmm. or professional changes, completely changing careers. And you can speak to that because you were, as I read about you, a stand up comic, but then you went back to school and became a therapist. So you can relate to this. Yeah, I always say the road from comedy to mental health is very short indeed. <laughs> yeah, right. But what what is a U term? What would you describe it? Well, just so listeners know, the the book is a visual. It's you, Y O U dash turn, because you make the turn in your life. Uh, I made a U-turn because I was basically dissatisfied. I mean, the book is divided into two parts. Those who changed by default, meaning they either contracted an illness, God forbid, or they were dumped or they were fired. And then there are other changes that are by choice, which was mine. And that usually comes from a lack of fulfillment or uh, something like that. And that indeed was the case with me. You know, as a comic, you only work about 30 minutes a day. So I had a lot of time on my hands. I was bored. And I started volunteering for a shelter in my community for sexually abused teenagers. Wow. I absolutely fell in love with it. It waked up the healer in me. And over the course of a few weeks, few months, you know, I'd be doing the clubs at night and uh, working with the kids by day. And I thought, you know what? There's something else I'm meant to do. It just underscored that for me, entertainment was really no longer fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So it, just, it was absolutely painless. A lot of people think, was it, did it hurt when you left? It was like, no, it was the most natural thing to move on. But how did you know that it was time to move on? I mean, you, you said a little bit that you felt like you were meant to do something more. But I've met people, I mean, even myself, there are times I love my job in radio. I love what I do. And, I, and, I, and I'm lucky enough to work in television as well. But I get burnt out. There are days where I think, oh, my gosh, am I going to do this for another 20 plus years? But that's short lived. How do people know if they just need a break or if they need to make an actual change? That's a great question. I think when you're burnt out and you can restoke your engine with massage, with taking a break, with working out, meditation, some sort of comedy relief, whatever restores you. Because believe me, as a healer, I get burnt out. But that's exhaustion. But I love my job. But the overarching mission and purpose for my life is to continue healing. So that exhaustion never overwhelms me. Short term, sure. But again, I know how to stoke my engine and regroup. And that's having fun. It's taking a trip. It's, it's you know, body care, things like that. Yeah. And that usually refreshes me. But I never get tired of my mission. 
Now, as a, a, an entertainer, I did. It just got to be, it was no longer fulfilling. It was, I wouldn't say boring, but uh, something like close to it. And it was just, I was much more excited by the connection I had with these kids and that it was waking up a whole new world. But look, when you're, when you're a comic, you are your product. So there's a natural narcissism that goes with it. And I just frankly got tired of it always being about me. You know, how's my hair? Who's out there to see me? It was really draining, and it was, I was much too egotistical and me-focused. And when I met these kids, it opened up, oh, my God, there's a whole world out there. Wow. They're kids who are suicidal. They're getting impregnated by their pimps. They're getting strung out. This is real life. There's other stuff going on there besides just me and my hair. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, that you just felt this calling that there was something bigger for you to do out there than yep. stand-up comedy. And not that there's anything wrong with stand-up comedy, because there may be somebody listening to this podcast who is a nurse and feeling that their calling is stand-up comedy. And if that's their mission, go for it. Right. And for people that are thinking about making a U-turn and changing something, what is the biggest thing that stops them? Is it fear? Is it money? It could be those factors, but I think more than anything else, it's the negative feedback from others. Are you kidding? What are your chances? How old are you going to be when you finish? Right. And my response to that last question was, same age if I don't. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Good point. And so you th- have to turn down the naysayers. They're, they're well-intentioned, but they're usually speaking about their own fear of making a change. So don't let them project that onto you. Just say, thanks for your input. I know I'm probably crazy, but I'm doing it anyway. And you have one life. You have one shot. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> true, I guess. I guess, yeah, that's a different podcast, Dr. Nancy. Now, <laughs> exactly. is this book for baby boomers specifically? Not exclusively. I wrote it because I was in my early 40s when I made my, when I reinvented and I made my U-turn. And I just saw that that is a time. It's like the middle point of any process is kind of a pressure point. You either decide to fish or cut bait. You have enough experience from your previous years to know if you really want to continue on that road. You also have enough time in front of you to know is this where I want to continue or do I want to make a change now? So middle age is actually a wonderful time. People dread it, but, oh, please, you have so much wisdom and you still have enough time left. It's a great, delicious time. Fodder for making change. Now, what about for people that say, though, oh, you're just going through a midlife crisis? Is that a thing? uh, Well, it is, but that's a very negative spin on it. Why does it have to be critical Sure. Why does it have to be a crisis? Yeah, it's a time to review. You know, just like you're driving on a road trip in the middle of it, you may take a break, stretch your legs. Do we really want to continue on this road or we want to veer off or do we want to go back? That's not critical. That's a choice. And you get to see if you really want to continue with the choice you've made or regroup. So I like to call it a midlife awakening because you do want to wake up and see, make a conscious choice rather than just unconsciously plodding, plodding along the same road because they have said you should. Yes, that can be really loud noise sometimes, whether it can be from a spouse or another family member. And I think all of us have been in a situation like that. There was a time where I left radio and said I would never be back in radio. And I took a break and I was doing some PR marketing and I was never going to come back. And then an opportunity came up here in Milwaukee. And I remember 
my own mom. And I, I love my mom, but she's the one that said to me, I thought you were done with radio. Why are you going to go back? You were burnt out. Wait, what? And But I respect my mom and her opinion does matter to me. And that can be hard to hear that from people. And you want to thank them. They're usually well-intentioned. But you want to go within where the answers are always right for you. Yes. Wait, can you say that again, Dr. Nancy? That is that is key. What was that? You want to go within and listen to that small, quiet voice, which is always right for you. Oprah talks a lot about that. She says with a lot of major decisions, she's gone with her gut and her gut hasn't steered her wrong. I mean, some people call that if they're religious, they call it the Holy Spirit talking to you or, you know, it's just it's your it's your subconscious. Like that is what is really talking to you the most. You could call it your super consciousness, your super ego. You could call it the God spirit. You could call it God within you. You could call it you, your soul, whatever you want to call it. That is real. Because, look, we live in a world of hypnosis, if you will. A lot of it's negative. You should be doing this. You don't want to should all over yourself, as my favorite psychologist says. (laughs) (laughs) Because should implies you ought to. And that's usually society's dictates or your parents or someone else. It's not you. So you want to go within where not the critical inner voice, shaming you, blaming you, what are your chances and all of that. That's an extension of the outside world that you've learned. You want to go within to that quiet place, and it takes time. It won't be overnight. You've got to be patient. So if you are considering making a U-turn, I completely applaud that. But don't think it's going to happen in a week. I mean, it could. But it was probably a year, maybe two years, where I was contemplating, really meditating, you know, checking out schools to go to, seeing if it, what the career options were. And um, it took, took a while to, to get that all in order and, and leave the comedy world. I had contracts I had to fulfill and all of that. So I had to line everything up. So give yourself some time. Well, and maybe, you know, we all could just be a little a little easier on ourselves because for every successful person that we're looking at, doesn't mean it didn't come with its set of failures and obstacles. Oh, absolutely. And that can definitely happen, especially when you're making a drastic change. And for a lot of people, it, it could be a financial change. I mean, think about it. If you And I know you know people like this as well. And I have friends specifically that ran one type of business and completely changed and just decided to go in a totally different direction perhaps in the business world, but that was financially uh, quite the quite the challenge that they were taking on and quite the investment and risk, perhaps. I've worked with a lot of people who just got completely burnt out on the corporate America ladder. It was great money, but they thought, you know, it's not worth it. It's eating my soul up. And they cut their losses and they went back to school and became, you know, trained to be a teacher or preschool teacher or started their own business. Some people wanted to just scale down. They just wanted to live more simply. Yeah. And for people, like you mentioned earlier, that perhaps the change came, but not because they wanted it. Perhaps they were, you know, cheated on or their significant other left them or they were fired. Right. Or like you said, they have a diagnosis, a health cancer scare, and now they're, they have to live a different lifestyle. What about people going through those kinds of changes? What kind of advice do you have for them based on what you've seen, Dr. Nancy? Well, first of all, I have infinite compassion for them. And easier said than done in the moment. It's very hard to be grateful, but you want to look for the silver lining. You want to see because a lot of people have made enormous changes for the better because of an accident or a divorce or they were fired. 
It depends on the attitude and the support system you have. And if you are willing and brave enough to go within and go, this happened for some reason. I may not know the reason now, but I'm going to take this on and take this time to see what I really do want to do with my life. And maybe that's when it can be a blessing. I had a friend that was let go and it was heartbreaking for her. And she really identified with who she was through this job title that she had. And she did say after about a month later, she said, I find that a lot of people, there's either two things they don't have enough of, money or time. And she said, and right now, she said, I have a lot of time, but my money is dwindling. But I might as well use this time to figure out what I'm going to do next. And she did land on her feet. I mean, it, it took... Took about six to ten months, but she did land on her feet because she took the time, since she had a lot of it at that point, to really interview, talk to people, try to find what was going to be a good fit for her. And she ended up doing all right. Right. Well, I think time is a much more precious commodity than money. Look, we can always make more money. It's always something you can do to make more money. None of us can make more time. We all have 24-7. That's 168 hours a week. Mm-hmm. How do you want to spend those precious time that precious commodity yeah and a lot of times people are spending it chasing and maybe chasing something that they don't want to be chasing after right so what is your favorite story dr nancy oh wow i get asked that all the time that's kind of a sophie's choice question (laughs) (laughs) very hard because they are all so diverse uh one is an alcoholic who made a u-turn in his health so these are not just professional changes. Mm-hmm. One, a woman was 40, and she discovered after all these years she was a lesbian. So she left being married to a man and, you know, began living a lesbian lifestyle, much more happy. Um, one was, unfortunately, talk about something uh, happening by default, a woman's daughter committed suicide, and she was in college, and the mother was going through all her things at college and discovered this girl had been supporting an orphanage in India, and she was like, what on earth attracted her to this orphanage in India at age 20? And so she cut to the chase, she ended up flying to India, and she saw the girl just really uh, had infinite compassion for children of lepers. So cut to the chase, this woman, the mother, uh, to honor her daughter's life, to give her life and death meaning, she created a school for the children of lepers. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. That just gave me goosebumps. I know. That may be my favorite story. It's just amazing. And I, I read that one in a newspaper, and I tracked this woman's butt down, said, you have to be in my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> U-turn. Wow. And, and talk about when, when life gives you lemons making right. lemonade. Right. Not that we wish that to happen to no. anyone, but what an attitude. Yeah, what an attitude. Now, what advice do you have for those that want to make a U-turn? Because you touched on a lot of different aspects there. Specifically, too, what struck a chord with me is the woman that you said that was married to a man and then came out later as gay and is now living a lesbian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of that that I feel like I'm witnessing with people in my life and circles that I've associated with. That's a really big U-turn also. I mean, that's that's changing your entire lifestyle and your your identity a little bit, too. Yep. And she had three children whose feelings she had to consider. Yeah. That's a, a big... Sometimes they can be very quite an upheaval like that. So what advice what do you have for someone really? going through something like that? Well, first of all, you want to take care of your health, your physical health. Without that, you ain't got nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're eating proper nutrition, working out to the best of your ability, wherever you are on that path. And you want to take care of mental health. 
you want to go within, meditate, pray if you are religious versus spiritual. Maybe it's just doing yoga, but go someplace and just contemplate if you're uncomfortable with meditation. But dial down the din of the outside world so you have to listen to that small, quiet voice. And it may be very hard at first. You may be kicking and screaming, Lord knows I was, because I'm used to a lot of noise and chaos in my life since the comedy world. <laughs> so it was very hard. I was bored. I was squiggling like a worm in hot ashes. But after a while, you just fall in love with that, and there's just no other place to be. It's very grounding and centering. And again, your inner voice is always right for you. Not to be confused with the critical inner voice, but it's pure. It's the way a child speaks and states what they want to do. What do you want to be when you grow up? A ballerina. Not many people go, oh, you can't do that. What are your chances? Well, you want to treat yourself like this precious child who's just waking up and realizing what they love and what they want to explore. And that's a great place to start. And then do your research. Garner the support from the loved ones in your life. Hopefully you have a positive support system. If not, you know, distance yourself from the negative Nellies. They're well-meaning, but don't feed into that. And just sort of have a, a, a shield around you that allows you to be in that sphere of the positive supporting people who get what you're up to and are encouraging. Even if they don't fully understand it, I don't know why you want to do this, but I support you. That's the kind of energy you need. Yeah. And when it does come from people that you care about, the perhaps negative energy, like you said, they're perhaps well-intentioned, but it, it can be hurtful. What about in a situation, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, when my mom came to me as an adult and said that she was going to file for divorce from my dad, wow. I, I was you know 25 years old. I was married at that point. It came you know a little bit as a shock i knew things weren't great necessarily at home but i started to feel a little like my mom was off doing her own thing and miss independent and rediscovering herself while my dad was trying to come to grips with the fact that his marriage was ending and it, it wasn't mutual it's not something that he had wanted how can you handle that if you're getting perhaps negative feedback from things like a divorce that affects your children how can someone manage that for their kids? They, do they just have to say, trust me, it will get better? And it did. Life did get better. But as an adult child going through it, I remember being very confused and feeling in the middle and not wanting to pick sides and not really wanting to know details of what was going on. But I, at times, looked at my mom and thought, I sure hope she's making the right decision because this is affecting all of us. Right. And I'm sure it was hard. And it is very complex. But I think smart parents let their kids know whatever age they are when this happens is, I'm confused too, I'm scared. I may be crazy, but I'm feeling very strongly this is the move I need to make. I hope you can support me in that and then just let it go. And hopefully they can accept the choice you're making. And you want to validate all their feelings as uncomfortable and negative and and painful as they may be. But feelings are not facts. They're fleeting. They will move on, but as soon as you validate them and begin to process them, they turn into something else, and hopefully it will turn into acceptance. Right. And no one has a crystal ball. So exactly. to make promises exactly. is, is hard because you can't predict what's going to happen right. in the future. But you want to validate your kids' feelings. I know you don't understand it. Part of me doesn't either, but I know I'm doing the right thing, and I hope you can see that with time. But I understand where you are right now. It's okay if you hate me right now. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you said, be honest about that. So many takeaways from this book, Dr. Nancy. Again, it's called U-Turn, Y-O-U-U-Turn, Changing Direction in Midlife, authored by Dr. Nancy Irwin, primary therapist at Seasons Recovery Center. And speaking of Seasons Recovery Center, um, Dr. Nancy is also the author of Breaking Through, Stories of Hope and Recovery. If perhaps you're someone that is struggling with some kind of addiction or someone in your family is, that book has a lot of really great stories as well of inspiration and hope and people that did come through that uh, better and stronger. And Dr. Nancy, you're great at writing these books that are so inspiring. Well, thank you. I want to see everyone live a life that they love. Right. You have one life, like you said, as we know of, as we know right now. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know, we have one We have one life. Well, Dr. Nancy, thanks for being on with us today with 50 Shades of K. Can't wait to have you back soon. Oh, thank you so much, Elizabeth. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. Now the 50 is spelled out, so it's five zero shades of K. Once a podcast comes up, click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.